Hello, I'm Lorraine Griffith, and welcome to the Open Door Playhouse Podcast. Today is a very special day. It's Open Door Playhouse Podcast one year anniversary. Anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. Yay! And we're interviewing the founder, Bernadette Armstrong. On behalf of Bernadette, I'd like to thank you for supporting our theater community. We are committed to launching new plays, new writers, and new talent. Support for Open Door Playhouse comes from listeners like you. Your tax-deductible donations help keep our plays on the radio stage. Just think about it. Your donations are like buying tickets to the local theater from any location where you download your podcasts. If you are interested in submitting a play for production, you can find that information on our website as well. So please share this podcast with friends and don't forget to subscribe so you'll be notified when our next production is live. I hope you enjoy this very special interview on this very special day with the founder of Open Door Playhouse Podcast, Bernadette Armstrong. So Bernadette, welcome to your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, tell everyone a little about who you are and how you started Open Door Playhouse. Um, I'm Bernadette Armstrong and... I've been doing theater forever, it seems like. Uh, I was that young kid putting plays up on my back my, my backyard patio as a kid. I'd write these little stories, and then I'd direct them myself and act in them and sell tickets to them, and the neighbors would come in, and I'd have popcorn and all that. And <laughs> some of my friends on the neighborhood would join me in my plays. <laughs> awesome. You know, and then I stopped for a very long time, but it... Um, uh, but it never died. I mean, I thought I was going to be a psychiatrist. I, I went to school for psychology for four years. And then I had I moved and I dropped out for a while. And when I went back, I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be a good therapist, I didn't think. So I just went back to my first love and enrolled in San Francisco State and got in and started doing film. And I did film for about four years. Made short films. I was very lucky. At that time, I got my play, my films were being picked up by, you know, independent festivals, um, San Francisco International Festival, Outfest in Los Angeles. Um, wow. There was a small one that was outside of when they were doing the con film festival one year. I did one about women and uh, Kodiak, Kodak, when they were big still, remember Kodak film? Mm. They uh, sponsored uh, one of my shorts go there so I wasn't at a con but there was a little women's festival going off the side and I was in that and that's and um so I, I did have success with film and uh, my first play was in 2001 I think and it was about women in prison mm. reading Frankenstein to kind of understand their own psychological needs and their own hang-ups <laughs> and uh and that got that did very well we did that really sounds well. fun what 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 was that called that was called a reading group. Oh, and it was and uh, and it was a bunch of women still in prison dealing with their their issues. Yeah, so that's what got me started. And so I've been doing theater for just I think 21, 2021 and uh, 2001. And so then I had custody was supposed to go up in North Hollywood in September of 20. And at May, we found out that all the theaters were closed and I couldn't go up. And I was 
Honest Tech. It's, I think it's one of my best pieces. Uh, we were ready to go. I love the theater I was going to be in. And, you know, and that's like I, when I first put my pitch out for Open Door Playhouse, that's where it came from, is I wanted my plays to be on the stage. If yeah. I couldn't do that, I'd do it through radio because I did a play on Joan Crawford. And while doing the play, we used a lot of her Lux Radio Hour to show her background and we couldn't use the film. So we did the Lux radio hour stuff. Uh-huh. That's where I got my idea for open door playhouse and it took off. And, yeah. I didn't, yeah. and so there you, I had a platform. I, I built my uh, open door playhouse was originally built as my platform to have my plays. on the air. <laughs> How many plays of yours are on open door playhouse right now? Two. Yeah. Need more, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I have one coming up. Uh, the end of October, that I'll be putting up again. It's the one Joan. It's Joan Crawford one. Oh, it's about Joan. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's about Joan. It's Joan is about she dies and goes into the waiting room. So she's in the waiting room and the um, Bardot waiting to move on. And as she's waiting to move on, we get, we look at her life mm-hmm. before she moves on. So yeah. that's what Joan. That that one was a stage play originally. Yep, yeah. we did it in uh, North Hollywood in nineteen two thousand nineteen. Oh, very interesting. So what, um, or how does it serve the, the theater community right now? Gave them work. Gives them I gave work. work actors. I gave work to sound studios. Um, my actors hadn't been, and writers got to hear their plays. I mean, first time writers that haven't had anything out there submitted their places and um, they got them put up on the, on the broadcast. And then, but the main thing was actors. They were shut out of everything. And uh, we had a strict code of, uh, mask wearing and everything that you could do throughout the last year and so many of them I mean they were doing zoom stuff but that wasn't really theater because they weren't any you know there's that zoom effect there and so being able to get into a studio and record gave them work and it was brand new work it wasn't work that had been done over and over again it was brand new plays and and my diversity, I love my diversity there. I was like, we could just be, I didn't have to read, oh, they have to be like this. Nope, I could cast anybody, <laughs> which I love. I know, that's great. That's great. So from where, where do you uh, get your plays for consideration? We, we put up posts on every place, submission place there is. Um, local ones in LA, like... Um, Big Cheap, but which is a Google group, and then all of like Director's Guide, or they just go out everywhere. Yeah. And we tend to get, which is great because we get influx from all over. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we do it from Florida, as far as south as Florida, north as Canada. We've even had a couple from New Zealand and Great Britain. And so, <laughs> huh? And England and Great Britain area. Yeah, and England and Great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've really spread out, haven't we? Yeah, Canterbury Ghost was uh, on. That was a breakthrough. Did. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. That was that was easier to do than I thought it would be, mm-hmm. and and we got to mix with the with the with the, with the actors from England and the the producers there and us here. And we came together with a really beautiful little play. Yeah, it but sounded it, great. I was wondering how that was going to come out because just of the the logistics, but it it's it's almost like everybody was in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. It. Yeah. So do you prefer a certain genre or or style for your plays or you open to I, my critic my my only consideration for the plays is if it's written well. Mm-hmm. 
if they've got a nice story to tell and the writing is good. If the writing's not good, you can't present the story. I just won't. So that's, I don't really, you can write anything you want. You write comedy, drama, science fiction. I'm, I'm for all of it as long as it's well-written. Mm-hmm. That, because that's what we want to present is well-written plays. That, yeah. Like any other theater house. Yeah. Do you have a, a, a certain length that you prefer? I think the shorts do better. Um, the 10 to 15 minute shorts, they tend to do better, get more listens. But if we do the set, the larger plays, I think we've only put two, three full length plays up. Mm-hmm. Canterbury Ghost, we didn't separate into acts, but Canterbury Ghost was 45 minutes, which was pretty long for the time when we did it. Um, one of mine is up in this two part. And then there's a um, the one by Elizabeth Haas, Supernova, that's two parts. However, if you grab them in the first act, they seem to do better. You know, yeah. there will be views of the second act. But I think the 10 minute shorts, because then they just roll into each other and and mm-hmm. uh, they can listen you don't to have to worry. Quick. You can listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how many um, plays would you like to produce in the upcoming year? Well, as of today, which we don't celebrate our one year until the 15th. And by the time we hit the 15th, we'll have produced 47 plays. Wow. Because I'm recording four, four on the 11th. So that gets us right in there under our first year anniversary. By the end of the year, we'll have produced, I think, 52. So that's building. That's a lot. If we can do, if we can do 50, if we can do, that's a lot for 12 months and 12 right. months, if you get 40 some plays out there, I think I did a bad addition, right? But, but yeah, I think as long as we can do it, I'll do it. Yeah. I think I, because we see, we hear, I mean, if you look at our stats, when we don't have one every week, the stats go down. But mm-hmm. once we're presenting, if people go back and look on a weekly basis, then we, we're just generating more listens. Yeah, exactly. And and the best thing is that they're going back to the old ones. Mm -hmm. You know, they go, they go back and they pick up some of the older ones that have been on the screen, you know, because they haven't heard them or something. If they're hearing something new that they like, they'll go start looking at the older plays and some of the older plays, some of our first plays, like custody was our first play. It's had 200 new, huh? It's got a lot of views. Yeah. And just in the last month, I'm like, oh, cool. So. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's one thing that's really nice about podcasts is that the the productions stay up. It's not like if you missed missed it at the theater, you can't see it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's there. So I think that's really great. Um, so so what's been the most challenging part of running this podcast? Raising money. Yeah. Yeah. Raising funds. Um. It's hard. I mean, people want to listen. They want to listen to free and I don't, I don't blame them. I listen to a lot of most of the, the couple podcasts that I listen to for, I do listen to for free. So I get it. Um, most of mine are news, but, um, but yeah, so I've, I've kind of slipped. <laughs> I'm trying to find ways to do it that are subtle. So I've kind of uh-huh. slipped that into my opening of every play. It's like, it's like, like $5, you know, it's like listening to the play down the street. We're bringing entertainment to you. It's a play. There's actors and everybody involved. Just think if you went to the theater, you'd, face, you'd buy a ticket. Right. And that's right. how I see the podcast. It's, you're just, and you don't have to do it every time you listen to one, but every once in a while, buy a ticket. Yeah. And we're good to go. Because we are a nonprofit and all donations are tax deductible. So how much does it, does it cost to, to do a typical 10-minute 
production? Uh, I don't pay, I pay everybody, but I think it's the most, the biggest fee that we have is the sound, mm. uh, not the effects, not the sound effects, because I get those, but, um, but the production, the production itself, the actors not, and normally that's, uh, I'd say it's about 800 per so a normal production of one small play is about $800 because, you know, you have the same amount of rehearsals, you have the same amount that you pay for the recording, and then the studio time. Yeah. So, so it's between eight and eight. And all your admin fees. Yeah. 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 So. All, the, all the contractors. Yeah. Because we do pay. Well, and, and the quality is amazing. So it's not like you just <laughs> get some I'm people sure and sit around a microphone and... <laughs> read the place <laughs> oh, it is now you know that was what i that was my goal when i set out i was gonna make produce quality plays just like yeah. i do on stage i and wasn't done, gonna, yeah you know and, and, and the beauty that. of it too yeah the beauty of it too is that we there's a broad range of actors and directors and i'm giving a lot of time to women older yeah. women especially a lot of our plays have to deal with aging and issues that have that happen around aging. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm working with a lot of actors that are getting older and they don't get the roles of the younger do. So we have more there than we do in the 20s. I think that's wonderful. And I like I also like the fact that, that um writers, like even, you know, I work with writers and it's just so discouraging. They can't get their work produced anywhere. You know, it's like you, you can't just go knock on Steven Spielberg's door, you know, it's like, it's really tough to, and this is another opportunity for writers. Yes. <clears throat> and they love it. And they do. That's yeah. what's so cool. We get such great feedback from the writers. They are they so, so excited. excited about yeah. it. <laughs> huh? it, it, they are. It's just, that's what I love just to see the, the excitement of, Oh my God. But you know, it sounds so good. You brought it to life. Life. Yeah, yeah. I had, yeah. Like last night I had a, a writer join our rehearsal for a play that we're doing that we're, that we're producing on the 11th. And, um, and she was like, Oh, it sounds really good. You brought the characters alive. You've all got what I thought I was going to have. And I'm like, yeah, it's very good. Wait till you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, nice. it's thrilling. It really is. It, it's so nice to see your work come to life. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's what, and the diversity that you have in this po- particular podcast, like you were saying, a lot of them, they'll only take you on if you're famous or if you're already an A-list playwright or, mm-hmm. or if it's, it's a play that's been produced already. So I don't know. It's very, it's a unique podcast that way. I think. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, cause I try to get custody out there and nobody would take it cause I don't have agency. And so that's what, this was my last resort. And now I'm just having so much fun. Who <laughs> knew? <laughs> I mean, look, you and I, did you think it would go this long? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I had a good feeling about it. You know, I think uh, the time was right. You know, any other time it might've been a little more difficult, but I think the time was right. You know, the COVID situation. So launching it then, mm-hmm. um, great way to get eyes on it. Yeah. Know. And we've done well. So Tell us, describe the the three storylines that you've produced um, that has been the most impactful to you and why. Your, your three favorites. Besides custody. <laughs> Besides custody. <laughs> yeah. um, supernova. Yeah. I think uh, Elizabeth Hawks, Hawks uh, Supernova is fabulous. And it was a challenge to all of us. 
because it wasn't linear. It's just a monologues of women in in prison talking, mm-hmm. and they're real. I mean, they were real monologues, interviews that she did with these women serving time and the issues and the uh, the things that we don't think about as outside prison walls about what impacts women in prison, especially their children. Um, and the, that point of view, I don't think has been expressed enough. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we've listened a lot and what she didn't include, there was like no mention of, uh, abuse or anything like that. It was only focusing on how addicts are treated so much differently if they get in trouble. And then also how mothers are treated differently when they, that their children aren't even considered when they're being sentenced, you know, and and the harshness of prison life, having other people raise your children. Um, It's impactful. It's not, it doesn't excuse their behavior. And that, I think, Mm -hmm. I think that was like the most, it's like, doesn't excuse what got them into prison, but they talk about how hard it is to deal with while they're in prison. And I I think it's one of the most impactful things we've done. And it was a challenge for all of us. And, um, and I think every play that I've done with inmates in the prison system have been well done. And I think there's a message out there. And I love the fact that they're writing beyond the walls. You know, they're writing their yeah. own short stories. So that's really good. And um, and there's some of the older, I mean, we've had a couple with transgender issues. Mm-hmm. And I think those have been beautifully done because one of them had the twist that it was like a gentleman who'd gone through a transitioning while his wife at the time was starting dementia and she couldn't separate and she you know and there was that whole mental mm. dynamic there you know and which it, one it, what was that one called do you remember that's boxes that's boxes okay yeah, yeah. that's boxes and it's like I was it was really because you just ha- it's like her whole dilemma of her dementia was that she was getting confused with the woman that was in front of her knowing that that yeah. was her husband and it was really wow. that that was really, really well done. Powerful and, concept. Um, huh? That's a powerful concept. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very interesting. And and I think those, there's a couple of them that deal with that. And and just, you know, we've had a, a couple of sci-fi ones that were really, really good. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, of course, Canterbury, yeah, Canterbury yeah, goes. Classic. Working with <laughs> Brits, working with the Brits over, you know, and doing the whole rehearsals together on Zoom. And then when we got into the studio and had them up on the walls, you know, being Zoomed in while we were in the studio, it, it, it was really fun. It was oh, yeah. really what a, That's a great. I just wanted to, to go back to the prison one just for a minute. I remember, um, so I remember doing the, when we were auditioning and everybody that, I don't know about you probably had this experience too. everybody that I auditioned it just broke out into tears at one point when they were reading some of the supernova sides. Did you have that experience yes. too? It's like, it was really yes. touching. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tearing yeah, up just really thinking was. about it. <laughs> I know. It, you know, the, um, the beauty of it is that we had eight characters, eight women, 10 women doing them. And, uh, and we had, I mean, the characters were just immense. I mean, it was like they were they were tripling, doubling, and tripling down doing actions, and they all brought a new personality to the to the radio, mm-hmm. and created these voices of these other women. I mean, there was one actress who did all these. She was very clear, and then all of a sudden, she came up with this beautiful Russian accent. <laughs> I'm like, where did you come up with that? <laughs> you know, I mean, and 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 you know, they just. 
they took it into their hearts. It was beautiful. It was really cool. It was very, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. So looking back over the past year, what would you say was your biggest breakthrough or aha moment doing this podcast that you just didn't expect when you started this? The community. Yeah. I mean, I walk into the studio and I don't see these people on a daily basis for, and, but the community and the impact that I have made, that this has made on their lives, especially the actors, because they haven't, you know, they thought they were shut out of everything and they've been acting, uh, acting for all year on this podcast. Cause I use a lot of them over and over again. And, um, and the kindness that they've shown me, it's like, <laughs> I, know, I mean, I just, I, I really just did. I know I, I have, when I started this, I had my own little cluster of actors and actresses that I work with all the time. I okay. had them and it wasn't that many. I had, you know, I think three that I, four that I've worked repetitively with. And now I have this breath of actors that are, you know, I say, can you do it? Yes. I very rarely get a no. And if I get a no, they're like, I'm so sorry, I can't do this because of this, but I'll be ready. You know, they'll tell me their schedule and then they'll be able to get back. And I think that's only I, twice really yeah. serious in a year. I've only had two come and say they can't do it. And they're dedicated to it. They show up and they want to do it. And when we see each other in person for the first time, it's big hugs. And, and, um, and I think I've always known I'm a good producer, a good director. but I've directed more now than I ever have in my life. And I'm becoming better all the time because I'm learning more and more from my actors. And, um, and, and my, the honor of that is that I have people who want to work with me and adore what we're doing. And, um, and their parents are listening to their stuff. You know, there's so many actors that their family never gets to see their work because they don't live in the same city. That's and true. now their parents are, and their, I mean, their in-laws are, are starting to listen to the work and go, oh my God, then yeah. my dad was listening to it. I mean, my mom was listening to it. It's like my cousins were listening. I mean, that's like so cool. <laughs> yeah, and you don't know who's listening to it. It could be somebody, it could be a way that you get recognized. I don't know, you know, like, um, it might be. That was always the hope. Yeah. <laughs> Only for donations, though. But but I think the community. I mean, it's like it's like. I don't know. It's like I've been. It's they say things to me, and I'm so moved by by their respect, you know. And and I really, it's 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 moving, and it's really enriched my life. Like that's why I think I keep going because, I mean, it seems hard sometimes, but. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. mean, even my sound okay. guy, the guy at the studio, Donnie, he loves what I do. He loves us. I mean, he's like, I want to, you know, if I could just do you guys all the time, I'd forget the music, you know, but, <laughs> but he, he loves us. When we come in, we're happy. We're laughing. We're having a good time. We do what we need to do and we're out, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and he's, so it's like, it's that deep. It's this community. Like, that's it. It's the community that I built around the podcast has enriched my life beyond, beyond. Yeah. not just your life, but many other people's lives. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, okay. Canterville ghost is a perfect thing for how we cast here, how I cast. Um, Cause I take, I have, I, I've taken control of that, but it's like the lead actor was African-American and a a guy lending his voice to be one of the 12 year olds was 66 and nobody (laughs) knew. (laughs) 
That's pretty awesome. <laughs> we're doing, yeah, we did, you know, this this really standard British play and we turned it into, you know, we included everybody. <laughs> yeah. And the daughter, you know, one, you know, I mean, really we had Asian, Asian, uh, uh, Hispanic, uh, African-American and elder, you know, older, all mm-hmm. in our play. That was really great. Was yeah. Yeah. That's one, you know, that's a really wonderful thing about it too. You don't have to look a certain way or, you know, mm-hmm. be able to no. fit into a certain size costume. <laughs> no, you just <laughs> go for it. Um, so knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself starting the podcast? If you could go back and start it over, <laughs> what, what my, advice would you my give? My biggest regret, yeah, my biggest regret is that I didn't, I went with, somebody referred a sound guy to me and I talked to him and he was really great. And I went with him and, and then I, you know, and it was like, within three, two recordings after the first one. And then the second one, I learned a really strong lesson about financing Mm -hmm. and um, budget. And I made a choice to move on and not use the first guy I used the first time because I realized I should have, my fault, I didn't investigate more. I didn't look more. And that was, that was, that's really my only regret right now. Yeah. Cause he charged you way, way more too much than some other yeah. people would. Yeah. Yeah. The only best thing out of it though, the only thing I met the sweetest sound engineer in the world. And I miss him every time we go in the studio because he, he had to leave because he got a big, he's working on, he was building out his career and he had an opportunity he could not say no to. Right. And he, he was awesome. So I, I hope to welcome him back one of these days, but wishing well in his endeavors because they're so much they're so cool but um yeah. I, working with him was a delight for almost a full year it was wonderful uh-huh that was Hall how Hall Cantrell yeah, yeah. Hall Cantrell he was Cantrell, yeah. <laughs> he's so good he's just <laughs> we just built I mean I mean we just spent so much time together getting these right and and he was just as as intent on getting my little plays right as he was these other films that he was working on at the same time yeah. he's a doll he, he is a doll yeah, but well, I mean, we have a new guy now, Urel, and he's awesome. So, uh-huh. so tell people how they can participate as a writer or, or an actor, or you know, if they want to be more involved in the community. What what kind of opportunities or do you have well, available? Or we open the. I get. I mean, that's been opening it up a little bit more. Um, people are starting to hear, like from other friends, that you know, it's like and. Um, and I'm getting more people come in and say, hey, I was referred by. Or I like there was just yesterday I got a um, play a submission of a play yesterday. And she's like, I heard so and so on the list. So it can't be all and I'm going to take the risk, you know, because she heard her play. Yeah. I mean, her friends play. And if, if he's on this, if he's on the podcast, it must be good. You know, so that was kind of nice. And the actors I've got. Um, I mean, a woman called me up the other last month and she's got some plays that she wants to put on and she knows me through another woman who is in an organization together at a station house. And she comes because Kim says it's so much fun and da, da, da. And it's like, okay. And uh, so I'm, you know, so we're getting known by word of mouth. I have an actress did her first job for us last month and she was referred by one of my, my cast. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting to get that coming in. This one would really be interested if this one would be really interested. So I mean, yeah. we're still building. I've only had to go 
to backstage to cast with two plays, the one I'm casting right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and, um, supernova. Okay. Yeah. So, um, as far as your, the, the writers go, can they just, they just go to your website and submit, a mm -hmm. play there. And yeah, then... either I've had them go to the website and submit my play there. I get that, or their friends um, will have them submit a play, and uh, so I get it that way. And then um, what would be really, I think, what would be helpful for us, we have tried to, we have put up a Patreon membership subscription thing, and if we could get more people in that that would give five bucks a month, that would be awesome, yeah. um, because that five dollars a month would add up in a hurry if we got more people there. So. So that, you know, I wish we could get more members into that. Um, more people who, like I said, donate, raising funds is the hardest thing. And the patron is a part, like they could come and be, uh, be part of it. Like last night, we had a director join our rehearsal and she really had a good time and the actors enjoyed. I think it, I think it enhanced the actors because they had the writer, listening, you know, so they wanted yeah. to, you know, present her work. Wow. So it was our second audio rehearsal and it went really well because I think they were performing for her to justify their role, me casting them in that role. So that was real. That was really great. And I think if people knew that they could do that as members, um, it would help. It, it would help. They'd want to come and see the process because everybody's interested in process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially if it's your own thing being processed. Yes. <laughs> <or produced. laughs> Yes. And then you tell people. <laughs> tell people, share it with people. Yeah. So that's great. Just so everybody knows you're open to all kinds of different genres and yes. you, you do prefer uh, to reach, to um, produce more of a diverse work. That's. I think, we, well, that was, you know, when we started this, mm -hmm. um, my first interview, all my interviews that I talk about, in regards to Open Door Playhouse, it was to open up to new writers and new talent and to diversity. Um, that's why we started, you know, PEN America got involved. When I went to them and I said, I know you have a writing program for inmates in prison and I want to be a part of that. I want to produce their plays. And they're thrilled. And they, I, I have a contact there and I talked to Robert and he goes, everybody who's listening, listened to the plays that came from them last year, they love Supernova. They love what's prison right. They love that we have the quality that we're putting out there and that we're honoring these plays that should be heard on a platform. Um, honored that, you know, Elizabeth from Supernova gave us the first try at Supernova because Theater Lab in New York is going to do it on stage next year. And I'm thrilled that we have our comparison to go to. Um, yeah. Like I said, we have, I like, I'll hire anybody. If it's well-written, I'm open to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that this year, the big thing that I'm really going to focus on is I want to do a family channel. Mm -hmm. It's like we have right now, we have pretty much adult only listening things. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't really edit a lot of curse words. I let it be free because we have that right. Cause it's not, we really don't have much explicit work out there. Mm -hmm. um, but I really, I've been approached by people going, do you have anything that my kid, my grandkids can listen to? And I'm taking heed of that. And if we can stay on the air, I'm good. I really, really, really want to. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do a family channel on the podcast as well. Get people off the screens and listening to <laughs> Yeah, like well, audiobooks are just everywhere, you know. So it's like we're just like audiobooks and only a shorter version. Yeah. No, that's, that's wonderful. 
Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to share with your audience? Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> really? Thanks for listening. I, I, I love it. We're, it's like, not for just me, but for all my talent that I have out there. There's a lot of talent that I'm using and they're getting a voice. And I, I love that. And for all the writers, I want to thank everybody for listening, for all of us, for the writers, the actors, and the sound guys. It's like we do love and appreciate the feedback that we get. And our reviews of our plays prove that we have good plays on the air. I mean, all I, I, I don't think we've had one real bad review. I mean, really, mm-hmm. it's, they've come up with things. They've come up with thoughts, but our reviews are good, which prove that what we're putting on the podcast is is good. It, they're well written. They're well. They're the acting is phenomenal, and the sound backs that up. So wonderful. All right. Well. Um... Thank you for sharing your story with us, with the, oh, with so your welcome. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I hope it gives people to check us out because I am very proud of it. I yeah. am very proud. All so, right. You have a wonderful rest of your day. I will. And you too. Thanks.